With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Athletic Football Show. The Athletic Football Show. Before we jump in, I want to tell you about New York Times Audio, a new iOS app for New York Times all access and new subscribers. It's got our show, plus other great podcasts from The Athletic, exclusive shows, narrated articles, and more. New York Times Audio. Download it now at nytimes.com slash audio app. We have a great show for you guys today. This is kind of the I don't know, the second half of our yearly drafts that we do. We did the quarterback draft earlier this week with our buddy Derek Klassen and Nate. This is the non-quarterback draft show. And here to help me pick some guys and talk about some dudes, I have two wonderful guests. First of all, it's my good friend, Nate Tice. Nate, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing excellent. We are not only wrapping up like a lot of these draft type shows and everything, but also nearing your wedding. So this is a big day in several cases. And I feel like we're in a a panic state, which I think will make for a very entertaining show today. And that's not even including our chaotic guest that I'm so excited that Uh, he's on the show with me today. (laughs) With us today, it's going to be amazing. (laughs) Just beautiful chaos. Also joining us today from Yahoo Sports, it's our buddy Charles McDonald. Chuck, how you doing, bud? I'm I'm feeling good. Uh, I turn 29 tomorrow, so I'm I'm kind of having like my late 20s yeah, crisis a little bit. Your midlife, uh, fuck off, <laughs> quarter, quarter life crisis. Yeah, yeah, my quarter life crisis here a little bit. But I had a question for you. Have you ever gone on here and say we're about to have the worst podcast ever? The no, because we never do. <laughs> Afterwards, we Afterwards, go. Yeah. <laughs> But going in, going in, they're all going to be bangers. I never know if it's going to be good, but I know it's going to be tolerable. That is what I can give you every single week. If I can just be like the Kirk Cousins of podcasting for the rest of my life, that's a fine life that that I have lived. High, high on base percentage. It's all all we're after, right? I'm going to be like the Chase Daniel of podcasting. Oh, that's even better. That's even better. No, that's if I could just be like a podcast guest for the rest of my Uh, life and just kind of like chip in one or two jokes a show. And make what Chase Daniel makes, that would be even better. But unfortunately, the price point in sports media is a little bit different than being a backup quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Sadly. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. I, I made the problem of being a backup quarterback in college, not the pros. <laughs> I, I should have pushed to at least make it to the pros so I could get at least a couple years of that money. But no, I decided to go, no, let's be a backup and then be a GA. That's how you make a lot of money. <laughs> that was my career path. You, you, you don't need the 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 quarterback career in the NFL for the money. What you need it for is your post career life. When these idiots right. on Twitter, well, who is Nate Tice? What sports did he ever play? Hey, you guys, want <laughs> it's like that's something you can actually Google there. <laughs> right, right. It's like, and my name's not Mike Smith. That actually really helps yeah. sometimes. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right, like Nate alluded to, uh, I get married on Sunday, so this is the last show that I will be on for a while. Kind of. We are yeah. still doing our normal 
podcast schedule over the next two weeks while I'm gone on my honeymoon. This is the beauty of recording things in advance, which is a wonder of modern technology. We're going to have four shows a week coming your guys' way. Monday Mailbag, same as it always was. Nate will be hosting a couple shows on his own over those couple weeks, but I will still be on two podcasts a week over the next three weeks while I am not in the country. So nothing will change for you. The show will be coming to you on the same schedule. It always has. It was important for us to make sure that was the case even while I was gone. So be on the lookout for that. But this is the last show before I go away for a little while. And I'm excited for it to be this show because this is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Ground rules. It's not that complicated. We're doing five rounds, same as you do with the quarterbacks. We're doing non-snake draft. Contracts matter. That's it. You can take this any other direction you want to. And the fun thing about this is, unlike the quarterbacks, there are a million different directions that we could go and a million different arguments that you could make. Because we're not doing a snake draft, I felt, again, it was fair as the one making that decision to pick last to make everything just above board. So Chuck's going to go first. Nate's going to go second. I'm going to go third. Charles, you have the floor, sir. You have the number one pick in the 2023 non-quarterback draft. Where are you going? Uh, I'm going to go go ahead and take... The most underpaid non-quarterback in the history of the NFL, Aaron Donald, 99. Don't care <laughs> what the cost is. I know he's at, you know, low low end starter quarterback money at this point, I guess. At 30 uh, it's, million. It's, it's 30 million average over the next two years before he hits free agency. <laughs> That's right. <Worth> <laughs> and and we're still handing him a blank check at age 33, too. Uh look, I don't think there's really been that big of a decline in his play, which is kind of crazy when you look at how the Rams defense kind of dwindled around him. And this year it's going to be the ultimate Hercules feat because if you go ahead and look at that depth chart and you show a common fan, the Rams depth chart on defense, the only player they might be able to name is Aaron Donald. And that yeah. that's, that's not a joke, especially when you look at specifically just the front seven, maybe you can get some, you know, sec fan that's going to get Darion Kendrick out there at cornerback, but this is, the Atlas feat that he is going to have to to take on as he enters, you know, the the sort of the end of his career. But I think he's still up for it. And that to me is enough high praise to get the first pick in this draft. It, it was hard. Uh, it was, I looked at his, like, I was just trying to look up his age. So I looked at his pro football reference. So I tweeted this and then you just look at his accolades. It's just all pro, all pro, all pro defensive player of the year votes, defensive player of the year votes. And it's like hilarious. I, I could have just tweeted that. Everyone goes, Oh, Aaron Donald. It's like, that's, that's what it is. I like the Atlas nickname. That's actually pretty good for him. He's, he he's is going to have to carry the world he's tomorrow. Carry the next year, buddy, tomorrow. I'm in the same, my brain is frying the same way that Chuck says. <laughs> I, so here's my, here's my counter. If I'm playing Maybe devil's advocate, last year was the first year those accolades did not happen. Okay, he played 11 games. He got hurt for the first time in his career. How hurt is probably depending on how bad the Rams season was going. So we could acknowledge yeah. that. You will get 32, 33, and 34, and he will cost $30 million a year. And he's coming off his first quote unquote down season that he's had in his career. Those are my yeah. only arguments against it. All right, I, I, I think it. it's a fair pick. We're going to make it up. We're going to make up for it very soon. Just watch. <laughs> He's going to get cheap after this. I love it. Just like the Rams defense. Yeah, that's <laughs> cheap right. All around that's right. All right. So I'm not upset about this because I was not going to take Aaron Donald with my pick, even if he was probably there. So the top two guys that I would have had on the board, yeah. I now get one of them, and I am very excited about it. Nate, who, where are you going with the second I want to take one of them just to piss you off. Uh, it, it's Yeah, I'm down to two guys right now. Really three, if I'm, if I'm being honest, but really – 
this is nice. Uh, I'm going to go. But I'll tell you the one I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go Justin Jefferson, even though I want to so badly. I, I really, really do. I was hoping that Chuck would maybe take this other guy. And so I could just take him because I like Justin Jefferson a lot. And he's dominant, all that stuff. But I'm going to go with Micah Parsons. Yeah. It's, the, uh, it's a clear second yeah. choice to me. Yeah. Uh, in his third year, all pro his first two years, uh, he's an actual dominant force. Um I hope someone could take the mantle of Aaron Donald, but it's it's really hard. I know they play a different edge and D-tackle and all that, but just the dominant defensive force on the front. There's a few of these guys in the league, but I just think Micah Parsons at his age, he's still cheap for a couple of years, cost-controlled, all that, but just a down-to-down basis, just the, the like I guess I'll say again, that dominant force. You feel him on every snap. He makes everybody else around him better. Hopefully, he's going to never be an off-ball linebacker ever again because that is uh, <laughs> that is definitely making a A-plus player a C-plus player. Just watched the Packers game last year uh, where the Cowboys played. Uh, but him as an edge rusher, him as a pass rusher, him as going against the run, him as a knifing inside on games, him on blitzes where they line him up with Dan Quinn will make get creative with him. He's just incredible. Uh, just one of these players that's incredibly fun to watch, and I think he'll just continue his dominance for a long, 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 long time. And it's already been dominant in his first two years. You could make an argument that even if we didn't include contracts, if it was just the best players for the next three years, that you could make Micah Parsons the number one pick in this draft. Yeah. That- I don't know how – I've never really talked to you about Micah Parsons, Chuck. You you like him, though, I'm sure. Oh, but. yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> I, I remember when he was coming out of the draft, I was like, you guys talk about this guy as an off-ball linebacker, but he's strong as any offensive lineman and runs a 4-3. Like, let's see what happens. And, and, and to me, it's it's the strength with him. Because I know they were talking earlier this offseason about how uh, he's going to you know move to about full-time edge rusher. And people are saying, oh, this needs to bulk up. Uh, maybe like five pounds. Just yeah, why? To, I, right. for, I don't really know for what. Just Von Miller's been able to do it for a long time. He, right. he <laughs> led the league in pressures last year. I, yeah. I, he doesn't. I don't think he needs to change anything no. about who he is, except what? for never lining up off the ball watch, again. Watch him against the Giants, and he knifes inside and blows back a guard about four yards. Like it's yeah, strength. Strength is not an issue with Michael yeah. Parsons. <laughs> and I think about Michael Parsons. It's like how big of the weight difference have to be for me to start being concerned. Like is him going against and other players let's say a 360 pound offensive lineman like i'm still i'm still taking michael parsons in the run game let alone the yeah, pass game yeah. so i mm-hmm. uh, i think he's he's one of the most unique talents in football because i mean the fact that he could even be like a c plus player off the ball how many defensive right. ends are we even talking about in that breath and i know his rookie year when they're still trying to figure stuff out with him as far as like what does this look like in our defense what does this look like long term for him there's still some wild plays that he's making in coverage just off the sheer athleticism yeah. that he has. Mm-hmm. That and, Saints game when he when he ha- yeah. covered the wheel like 20 yards down the left sideline, I was just like, this is insane. Like, yeah. He's the, arguably insane. the best pass rusher in the league, and he can still do this shit. Yeah, it's insane. And he he's also one of those guys where I I still am having a hard time getting my brain around like pro day results being more acceptable than they were maybe about like 15 years ago. So when I see Michael Parsons, oh, he runs a 4-3 at Penn State's pro day. I'm like, ah, whatever. That's fake. Get, Fast get track. Fast track. Yeah. Get out of Home here. cooking. Yeah. <laughs> and then I see him play on the NFL field. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's exactly, that was, the... that's exactly what he ran. Penn State yeah. might actually be legit. Like the Penn State yeah. numbers might actually be legit if you look at some of the testing that they Chuck, had. Chuck, I went through the same thing. Because I remember his, he didn't have a crazy production in college. And so I watched him. I'm like, oh, he's a freak. But yeah, we'll see. I was like, 4-3. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll see. It's probably more like a 4-5. And then. Sure enough, no, it's 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 a four four flat at the very least at two hundred fifty pounds. Yeah, I get ridiculous. so much stuff wrong, but I remember Nate when we talked about Micah Parsons heading into that draft. 
I said pretty confidently, I was like, he's best moving forward. Like, oh, I don't yeah. understand why we're talking about him as an off-ball linebacker. Like, his yeah. pass rushing snaps and when he's moving toward the quarterback, even coming from a linebacker's alignment, that's where he's best. That's what oh, he yeah. should do. And then we found out that that's what he should do. He's just <laughs> yes. a pass rusher, and he's one of the most dominant in the league. Talking about the contract thing, though, uh, mentioning, even if you threw it out, he'd probably be worth mentioning yeah. in this spot here. Over the next three years, he makes four point six million this year, five point four million next year, and then eighteen million probably or so on the on the third year option. Okay, so that's like twenty nine million dollars yeah. combined. That's how much Miles Garrett will make this season. That's and that's so, actually was the tiebreaker a little bit because that's another guy that was on the short list for me. <laughs> so <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, beyond just being the best, arguably the best pass rusher in the league already and mm-hmm. moving differently, the value you're getting from a guy who turns 24 today when this yeah. podcast comes out, he will turn 24 years old is just absolutely insane. So he was number two for me. I'm going with Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the, in the NFL, in my opinion. He's mm-hmm. 23 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he makes $4 million this year. He'll make 19.7 on the fifth year option. And then he'll be on an extension. You assume that number will be pretty low in the first year of that extension. Yeah. So if you look at what's going to happen with like Jamar Chase, for example, right? Who's one year later in the draft. Chase is 8.4 this year, 9.4 next year, and probably 18 million on the option. Those three years combined, the cost for Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson probably gonna be about the same. And mm-hmm. I think that Justin Jefferson is the best player in the league in his position. We don't need to relitigate the positional value discussion that we but had he, on the he breaks it for me like that's yeah. that's the thing he's so elite that it's like just i don't care what position he is he's a he's a queen on the chessboard type player so i that positional value doesn't matter for me he's he's worth it I, for me it's just like i'm gonna go with the receiver like the receiver is yeah. gonna be the tiebreaker for me and he's the best receiver so i would have taken him number one the fact that i can get him third i am f- pretty happy about that not, not gonna yeah. complain all right that's yeah. round one that's round one. That yeah. that it, I th- I thought that we might go that way in some order. I thought it might be Justin Jefferson, Michael Parsons, and Aaron Donald. Even though I probably would not have taken Donald, just because again the, the reasons that I said. Well, now but, I'm throwing a bit of a loop here because a guy that, I, but I I went heavy on the contract with Aaron Donald the first round. So I'm gonna scale it back a little bit this round. But we're gonna stick with the superlatives, all right? So the first one we had the most underpaid non-quarterback in the history of the NFL because rookie contracts are moral and Drew Brees will not see heaven for that. <laughs> <laughs> Two, this second round pick, we're going to go with the guy who has possibly the worst cover story art in the history of the NFL, Sauce Gardner. <laughs> Sauce, you're an incredible player. I don't know what happened incredible. to you. I feel your rage. <sighs> Because to me, if I took a picture like that where it looked like I had brown goop just sitting all over my hands, I would appreciate that as an outtake, not just the blast on Sports Illustrated. But he's good enough to get a story like that. Publicist needs to make a call about that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. That was crazy. Like I, You start hearing that he's not happy about that. I'm like, I get it. I wouldn't be happy about I that. I get it too. <laughs> yeah, I would not be happy about that. Uh, but I mean, the fact that he's even good enough to get this kind of you know story done about him just one year in his career is is pretty crazy um you know i i i kind of struggle to argue about like how good cornerbacks are but anytime like you're looking at metrics and you see a rookie who's just no matter what kind of stat you're talking about he's always at the top or within the top three or top five um that's probably someone worth investing in, in, uh, in investing in and i think that he's kind of one of those guys that that 
help change the Jets culture, each other, help change how they play on the field uh, from mm-hmm. a schematic standpoint, because they haven't had a cornerback like this in a really, really long time. Uh, I mean, since Revis and Cromartie Cromart were there pretty much, because I remember, uh, you know, when I was covering the team and uh, Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator, and throwing out like Bless Austin out there as their starting cornerback, and you're trying <laughs> to, you know, well, maybe if we blitz enough from this angle, <laughs> We can get blessed while he's getting beat, and we can get him to get a pass deflection or an interception. But with Sauce, like you, you, you can leave Sauce there. He's going to handle his business on that side. And uh, you know, he just finished his first year, so you still got four cost-controlled years left on arguably the best cornerback in the game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Sauce in my first pick of the second round. Totally understand that. I, I, yeah. I mean, he's 22 years old. He's going to be 23 this year. Like you said, he's half of what the best corners in the league cost, and there just aren't that many guys that you feel good about yeah. potentially being elite, elite at that position. My only concern is it's only been one year. Like, that's my only concern, and I'm more than willing to bet on it. Nate, I wanted to ask you this, and now I feel fine asking because one of them's off the board. In this exercise, would you take Sauce before Patrick Sertan? I would not, but that's like, it's splitting hairs. I, I, was, it, I was just curious because I know, not, I know you love Sertan, and I actually, when I was stacking them up, I had Sertan one spot ahead. My my quasi big board, they're next to each other, and I've uh, it's basically, I would have looked at them in the next round, like one of those two, That if I'm being honest. Well, I don't want to spoil anything now, but, uh, but they're right next to each other. I think they're the two cream of the crop at the position, and yeah, Sertan is a little bigger, little, little bigger. A little better against the run just because of that size. But Sauce is physical. Sauce is tough as shit. Like, even though he's skinnier and stuff like that. But I, Sauce at Cincinnati, he didn't get challenged at all. So I remember being like, okay, you know, and watching corners in college is, you know, pull my hair up, pull my teeth out. It's, it's better than stuff, that. Man. It's the worst. It's rough stuff. And watching him, like, okay, you can see he's smart. Okay, he's got great ball skills. He's long. Okay. Then you watch him in the pros. Day one, week one, it's like, this guy's a genius. Yeah. This guy, is, he's a savant at the corner position and long and physical. And it's just, he's a, these two corners, Sertan and Sauce are just, they're special. It's, yeah, I, I think it's splitting hairs to pick one, by slight, slightly prefer Sertan. I was curious what you were going to say. And I, that's exactly how I had him. I had him right next to each other on my rankings. Yep. And I had Sertan one spot ahead, again, because we've seen him do it for multiple years. I think that's the other thing. And And then he's, he was asked his role and what the lift that he was asked to perform in the Broncos defense is heavier than the one that sauce was. He travels. He's not on one side. He was man upon the best receiver on the other team, that kind of stuff. And actually, even though Sertan's one year older in terms of the contract, they're going to cost about the same over the next three years because of how high sauce was drafted. So it's, it's pretty close, but I get, I, I know it's split hairs, but I I was curious who you prefer to among those two. it's definitely splitting hairs, though. <laughs> yeah, you go either um, way and be fine with it. Yeah, Th- yeah. This is a little. This is higher than I expected Sauce to go, but I understand it. Yeah, I, I was, but I'm not like I'm not mad about it. <laughs> you have to <laughs> like reshuffle the cap space after that first pick. Uh, yeah, that's right. No, I like that's it. Right. Well, that's and that's why with my next pick, I'm kind of I, I I'm looking at it. I remember the pick. first. I'm just trying to read yes, this fifth, fifth pick. pick. The, when we did this the first year, I, I built the Galacticos. I think I had Aaron Donald and then this guy and then like uh, Trent Williams. I had the most expensive team of all time. Uh, I probably had a rookie quarterback. You know, that's why that's why I could do that. <laughs> but I, I, th- I it, this was really hard to decide between these two because I do just the one I'm not picking one defensive player of the year. And I, I have some stats once someone does select him. But I'm going to pick the other edge rusher. I'm going to build one of the greatest pass rushing forces we've ever seen. This guy is one of the most dom- another dominant force kind of getting underrated a little bit because we were not focusing on his team, and that's Miles Garrett. Uh, uh, absolute force of nature. Uh, one of the 
greatest physical specimens I think we've seen in a long time. Um, good, like good against run, of course, but also just this does these crazy bendy things at 275, 280 pounds is an absolute force. And there's not many tackles that can even hold up against them throughout a whole game one on one. Like he is, rec- if you are having above average or worse, good or worse tackle, you have to provide chip help on him. Uh, on Miles Garrett every single snap. He turns it up on third down. He is a closer. He provides in the first quarter. He can do it on first and second down, but just length, size, play against the run, play against the pass, just one of the best defensive players in the league, one of the better ones we've seen in a long time. I think pairing him with Micah Parsons, I got my expensive guy, I got my cheap guy. Let's go. Uh, Between those two, they're going to just dominate. So I I really like this. I think this is a good slot for him because he is super expensive. That is be the one knock I think I have against him. But other than that, just a special player. That's really it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just a, it. <laughs> it's just a price tag. And so I'm curious, why Miles Garrett over Nick Bosa? Oh, and that that's what was hard. I think Miles Garrett I like a little bit better because he's a little better against the run. Okay. Uh, I think, and that's really it. And Nick Bosa keeps you know gets hurt a little bit. My, so uh, I, don't get me wrong. I, Garrett Garrett's missed some time, but Nick, you know Bosa I, misses those two to three games every year. One, yeah, two, three he games. missed he missed one game this year, and he did yeah. not miss any games in 2021. And it was really just the ACL two years ago because I had the same yeah. thought. I was like, oh, it seems like he gets dinged up. But you look at it; he hasn't missed that much time over the last couple of years. But He's only 25, so that would be my only question is just like why one yeah. over the other because Nick Bosa is about to get very expensive, but right. Miles Garrett is like already deep into a monster contract, essentially $30 million a year over the next three years. Yeah, and it's again, but just like we're talking about those corners, I think these two are splitting hairs and really including Parsons in there. I think those three are kind of splitting hairs. <laughs> it's kind of those three are really the cream of the crop. There's maybe a couple other guys in that tier, but those – Spoilers: We have an Ed show coming up, uh, but uh, but uh, uh, but those three, man, I, I it's really hard. I, I'm happy with any of them. I'm glad I got two of the three. It's the movement skills with Garrett, man. It makes yeah, no yeah. sense. Like he's he's legit. You know, the 270, 270 75 pound guy that's pushing four or five. I mean, one of the most explosive fast guys on the field. I will never forget the game against the Bears during Justin Fields' rookie year. Where Miles Garrett oh, had, you know, 40 yeah, me neither, buddy. Me neither. <laughs> oh my God. Miles Garrett had 40 Peters wondering why the hell did I get off that boat, bro? I was having a good right. time and now I'm running for my life trying to chase down one of the most athletic pass rushers we've literally ever seen in the NFL. I I I, I can't even not get enough watching him play. And you could he's one of those guys where you could tell from his rookie year or his freshman year, excuse me, at Texas AM. And you know, you had all the recruiting hype, but sometimes the five-star label doesn't match five-star play, especially when yeah. you get to the SEC. And then you see him like as a freshman just stand next to everybody else. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is probably yeah, going to work out. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> there are two guys that I have seen in person in an NFL locker room that just were different species than the rest of us. Like they just they were sent from a different planet, and I do not understand how we are the same. And it's Aaron Donald and Miles Garrett. Just like the way that they are built makes absolutely no sense. Like They've Tyron abs- Smith, yes. I mean, Aaron Donald is insane. Like, Aaron Donald, like, just when walking around, just makes no sense. Tyron Smith is a little bit like that, like, when you Mm -hmm. see Tyron Smith. But Miles Garrett and Aaron Donald look like Marvel superheroes. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. absolutely ridiculous. The other thing about the contract with the edge rusher, there aren't that many cheap edge rushers anymore. Mm -hmm. Pretty much all of the guys that are the dominant players, now, except for Micah Parsons, now that Nick Bosa is going to be aging out of that rookie contract, all of them are expensive or they're about to get expensive. Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Joey Bosa, obviously, has been expensive for a little while. So there aren't that many guys, if you're looking for another edge rusher, to find cheaply as part of this exercise, which I think is worth mentioning. 
Absolutely. No, that, and that's actually why the Parsons thing is more insane is usually yes. <laughs> is that like it, that good that early. Uh, I mean, even during his rookie year, not to like, I know we're talking about other guys, even during his rookie year, you asked Eric, have you seen anything like this? I was like, I don't know, LT. Yeah, like, I, I haven't seen anything like that. It's, you don't see him like that. Even guys like Khalil Mack were like five sacks their rookie year, you yeah. know, and then year two, maybe Nick Bosa, actually his rookie year, he was pretty, he was pretty damn dominant, but it's, it's rare. It's way more rare than maybe some other positions when they get those impact players. I will also be doubling down on his strength here. With the sixth pick, I will be taking Jamar Chase. Wow. I'm going to beat the hell out of your team. So I, <laughs> I, you look at that, and again, it's another thing where there aren't that many like young dominant receivers that, on those sorts of contracts. There are guys who might get there. You know, like We'll see what happens with this with last year's group. But Jamar Chase is, I think, 22 years old. He's cheap for two more years. So, and there are other tackles I would consider here. There's a lot of like tackles, offensive tackles that are like right in my next kind of tier of players, Mm -hmm. but just like the explosiveness, how differently he moves and you could easily pay or play Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase together. Justin Jefferson could play in the slot. You know, I think that there's no way or there's no reason you can't have both of them on the field. So even if I were, were actually building like a real football team, I think you could be just fine with both of those guys. So I'm taking Jamar Chase. Just. Two seconds or less offense. That's 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 what you're building. <laughs> Lock oh, yeah. it up. Just, just just chuck it up, man. Hey, I got more, I got up. more picks. I got more picks for offensive yeah, line. Exactly. You can them. shore it up and it'll yeah, be great. Yeah, right. exactly. So he's yeah, 23. Jamar Chase is 23. Out, 23. I'm trying to figure out if I want to screw up your plans here right now, or if I just want to take who I feel like is the best player left on the board. Because I feel Ooh. like Nick Bosa is the best player left on the board. I think so. That's that's who's next on my board. But I can't go edge. Wait, so okay, so can we only take one position, one player from each position? No, you can do no. whatever you want. I, were, I just you, went, you, two, I went two edges. Right. You went, you went because you. Yeah, I, I got scrambled yeah. for a second. I'm gonna take Nick Bosa. I'm gonna keep it simple yeah. here. We're gonna Very stick fair. Nick Bosa next to Aaron Donald. We're gonna wreak havoc, and Sauce Gardner is gonna pick off a bunch of passes on the back end. Uh, That's we, look, we just talked about Nick Bosa. Look, I, he's he's been he's he's another one of those guys that's been everything that you want him to be. Seen him in college. To the pros, it all translated. He's a dominant player, and he's going to get paid north of $25 million a year on his next contract, if not more. So yeah. uh, to me, look, if we're just looking at the team building, we got to squeeze in some winning while we still got Aaron Donald in his early 30s on this contract <laughs> before we have to pay him you know, the rights to my next child or my first child, I should say. <laughs> not next, first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on this contract. So look, Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa, Sauce Gardner. I think we're I like set it. on defense as far as stars to go. And we should have some longevity for the next two or three years. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Uh it was hard. Like Bosa, when I first put my I had him ahead of Garrett and then I kind of like bumped Garrett up late. And I have some I mean, Nick Bosa this year had 48 QB hits, and according to Pro Football Reference, I know we have the true media stats, but just Pro Football Reference is the third most they've ever had in their yeah. database, and the other top five is four J.J. Watt seasons, which is also <laughs> freaking hilarious. Uh, he had 48 QB hits. That's, yeah, third most ever. It's, it's ridiculous. And then Aaron Donald had one of the six. He's about to get paid. It's like that's like one it's knock, but he still only, has a, only still reason has a that I that I took that I had him down and one spot. I want to retract my injury statement, by the way, <laughs> because that actually that maybe I just have that ACL, and then they got banged up last year and missed. The, he, like, was he was hurt in kind of, college. Uh, Here, yeah, I think that's un- probably what it is. So is I do want to retract that that negative, and he and both Bosa brothers kind of have that to it, them. So it's, it's like, the Julio conundrum, is what I call it, where you, the guy's always banged up, always yeah. banged up. When you look at the actual games played, yeah. they're playing yeah. most of the games. 
and he's dominating when he's on the field. Right. That is a great call. The, the questionable every week. Questionable. Oh, he's got a hamstring. Oh, he's got a quad. Oh, he's got a groin. Oh, he's got a foot. And it's like, yeah, there they are. You, you get like to the end of the season. <laughs> you get to the end of the season. Like, wait, they only missed two games. Yep. Got like yeah. a lot more. Yep. Yeah. I know. I actually thought that he missed more in my head. And that's actually really fun when Robert said that. And I was like, yeah, that's right. He. Two years ago, he played every game. <laughs> I feel like a fraud. Because <laughs> I, I have the same thought. The only reason that I wouldn't have taken Nick Bosa with my pick or just I had him one spot, one kind of tier lower than the chases of the world is that he's about to get expensive. That's it. If we had done That's this it. a year ago, I probably would have taken him with with my pick and maybe even had him even higher. But again, he makes $18 million this year on the option, and he's going to be the highest paid defensive player in the league, not named Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. after this is over. So that's the only argument against it. Man, this is hard now. Yeah. I was hoping one of these guys would be gone so I didn't have to like pick. You're uh, at eight? Is the eighth pick? Eighth pick, I believe. Yeah. Eighth pick. This is when I think the run on tackles begins. I, um, listen, I need one. Nah, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'll just lay out. It, it's basically for me, it's like one of the rookie contract guys. Uh, and I, I'm going to lay out. And I think all three of these guys are elite. Or I should say it's four uh, rookie contract guys. Uh, Penny Sewell, Andrew Thomas, Tristan Wirfs, or Rashawn Slater. Yeah. That's what I've decided. Those four I'm deciding between. I think even though he plays right tackle, I do think Penny Sewell might be the one that becomes up the best. But I'm going to cheat my own board here. I'm going to go with Andrew Thomas. Uh, wow. I I think he's about he should have been an all pro last year. Uh he is fantastic. Just a true, true left tackle, a blindside protector who's also very good in the run game. I think he's amazing. He's I think we all awesome. Just, I, I was I actually I was think really amazing. hoping that I was gonna get him. I, I just hard. the way it was falling, I was hoping I was going to. I have these guys stacked up. I have Sewell one step lower, just because I think there's still more projection than there are with the other guys. But I had the three tackles in a row. Uh, on my rankings here. So you could have gone either way with it. I I, I love all these guys. I really do. And I'm excited for see Slater healthy. Whoever picks him, we could talk about him. But I I think just with Thomas, he was so much fun last year. And and Chuck knows this. I I was a little – I mean, after his rookie year, I was like, oh, boy. I was like, that was a miss. Like, man, he's not – and then he has come along fast. I don't know what happened. uh, it's he's great, man. He, he's really, really good. I think he'll get a lot more attention this year. I think it started to pick up last year. That's how it kind of works with line play. It's always a year kind of delay. Uh, but he, I, he was on my all pro team last year easily, uh, like easily made it. And I think he'll be one of those types of players for the next decade. He's fantastic. Andrew Thomas plays for the Giants. I just, I, Giants, I, would, I don't think way. we said that. He's the left tackle for the New York Giants. Just want to be clear yes. about that. Yes. No, he, thank you. Thank you. He's one of those guys to me, like when you watch his projection from where he was in college to where he is now, it's a reminder that like, especially when you're talking about the guys who get drafted at 21 years old, like they still physically grow as they yes. get in, into the league. You know, yeah. I, I know mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny, like how hard we talk about some of these guys who are like great athletes at 20. Like, you know, you you guys grew more athletic and stronger just naturally as you get older. So it's not really surprising to me. Like, I think more as you think about it, that someone who was a little bit, you know, like right there in terms of athleticism at Georgia, you just get a little bit more athletic, athletic as he gets used to like NFL training regimens, yep. learning more about your body and stuff like that. Because when I watch him now, he he looks like a more athletic player than he was at Georgia. Yeah, I, I think I like there were, there were some legit concerns about him coming out of Georgia where, People are saying, oh, you know, he might be a guy that's a kick in the guard. And you're like, ah, I, I kind of see it. But now, like, he's a franchise left tackle. And 
he's one of those guys where I feel like when I'm watching him play, it feels like an art form. Like everything yes, is yeah. his footwork so his precise. Hands. It's, yes. it's perfect, you can just man. Feel I love the uptick in t- You can feel the uptick in confidence. Yep. It's so apparent when you watch him. Like he just is playing with so much confidence. And the other guy that I would compare to that in pass protection, like the way, the way that Laramie Tunsil plays in pass protection, like he's starting to get little shades of that with how confident his movements are. And that was nowhere to be found early in his career. And they were switching right. offensive line coaches and the team was a disaster on offense, yeah. all of that. But the just – Again, how assured he looks as a player now compared to what he looked like early in his career is crazy. And and that's the thing too is like we these guys just keep coming out younger and younger and younger at these spots at quarterback and offensive line where that never used to happen. It used to, those guys were automatic redshirts yeah. back in the day. He came out as a true junior, and so it's just adding on to what Chuck's saying, it's like sometimes I gotta check myself. Sometimes, like, well, he's not all the way there. It's like, yeah, no shit, Nate. He's 21. It's like, <laughs> that's why you got projected a little bit, a little bit, even like, even what you see and all that. But yeah, I, I think I, everything, just want to reiterate what you guys are saying. It's see it all come together. It was really fun last year and seeing that confidence, like you guys are speaking about. He's never out of whack. His balance is perfect. His arms, his hand placement is perfect. He's a technician. Weaponing awesome. the length combined with being a technician. He's so yep. incredibly long, but he doesn't just win that way. There's some other guys who have that length. That's all they got. And that's not yeah. him at all. They run guys by. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, that's not him at all. You almost forget yeah. how long he is because he 36. doesn't have to lean on it in the way that yeah. some other guys do. He is such a good player. I, I totally understand it. And cheap over the next two years. 10 million, yep. 10 million this year, 14.1 next year. You look at what Tunsil's making, it's half of mm-hmm. what the top left tackles in the league get right now. So yeah, I totally get it. I, uh, I'm i happy to get one of the other tackles. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, right. I would have taken any of the three here and been happy with it. Now I have a decision, though. I, I had to go one of four. You got one of <laughs> it's, it's It's hard. Do, 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 do. I think I'm going to take Slater. Okay. I and it's there it's so close between him and Werfs. They're both 24 years old. I, the injury thing with Slater getting hurt last year, you know, Werfs hasn't had to deal with that at all. He's been dinged up a little bit, but mostly he's been healthy. So that's one point in his favor, but you get one more cheap year for Slater and you get somebody who plays on the left side and we know mm-hmm. is comfortable over there. So it's really really close, but I think those would probably be the two tiebreakers and that's where I'd go. It's four and a half million this year, five and five point three next year, fifteen million probably on the option. I mean, it's again, that's how much Larry Matunzel is going to cost this year. And you get it for three seasons for a 24 year old guy. So you go either way, but I'm going to go with Rayshon Slater. I get it. Uh, it, it. The left tackle is what broke the tie for me. Even if I've always, I, I think everyone says, uh, has noticed this is that, you know, more good pass rushers are going over the right tackle. So the need for those guys not to be stiffs anymore is it's a real thing. And I, how I've, kind of stated is now i think it's more like they're the same value but it's kind of like baseball pitchers where it's like yeah you slightly prefer the lefty yeah just like yeah, you, yeah, you give the bump yeah. to the lefty just because that's what you want uh so that's kind of how i look at tackles and that's why i gave the bump and i understand that argument we'll see what happens with worth this year i mean we'll see yeah. if he's going to be a left tackle for the rest of his right. career a decision i hate but we'll see how it works out for the bucks When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Ten. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tristan Wirfs here. And I, it's funny how lockstep in the lockstep we were in that last round because I almost picked Andrew Thomas over Bosa. But I don't know. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't couldn't bring myself to to pull the pull the trigger on that. So oh. um, we're gonna go with Werfs here. Start to build our offense because uh, we have nobody on offense. Like, <laughs> Stand right now, but I mean, he, dude, me and Nate. I think we talked almost every day when the Werfs draft was leading up, and I was like, dude, I, this guy is amazing. Like he's I, we, we he's both thought he was a no brainer. Incredible yeah. from a. Uh, an age standpoint, I think he was 20 when he got drafted. Mm-hmm. Athleticism, technique, strength, power, like it, it checked all the boxes. Like I was surprised when he fell into the teens during that that box draft because it was just about as slam duck an offensive tackle prospect you can get. And he's been mm-hmm. um amazing in the league. You he know, he was the fourth one taken, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. After uh who who's the oh, so Becton, Thomas, Wills. and was Wills. 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 The Wills. Guy. Oh, geez. Yeah. Jeez, they went with Wills instead. Yeah. At least the Giants are still <laughs> feeling pretty good about the one they took, you know? Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I remember that process because that was kind of my first time as in the media world, like doing the scouting stuff. And I'm watching, I'm like, this guy feels like a no-brainer. Am I missing is he is he an asshole? Like, what am I missing with this guy? It's like, no, he's great. Everyone loves him. Hard work. Out of this world athlete. Like, yeah, like out, out of this world rare. athlete. Yes. Uh, with unbelievable size. He and you could already see the flashes of technique. Like I thought he was more polished than Thomas coming into the league. And that's what, yeah, I, I don't know. I think he got dinged for playing the right side. And I think yeah. it's one of those where everyone goes afterwards goes, oh, that doesn't, that, who cares? <laughs> he no, still got to block, you know, in his own division, Cam Jordan twice a year at the right yep. side. So it's not that oh, This is. So we're at 11 now. Okay. And we got two more picks each, right? Well, Chuck's got one more. Got yeah, one more. Okay. Oh, God. Mm. So that was my top seven. My the uh, my top seven I had coming into it. Now they're all gone. Tristan right, Wirfs was well, the last one. All right. I mean, let's complete the run on tackles. I'm going Penny Sewell. <laughs> I'm getting the right tackle here. Year three, he's 23 years old. I think he's already elite. He was an all-pro vote for me last year. Uh, he, he made the Pro Bowl. So at least there is some of that recognition. I think this guy's a baby. He's young. He's cheap. He's fantastic. There are some growing pains when he's flipped from the left to the right side. He's going to flip back to the left side in a few years, and it's uh, it's going to be seamless because he that's what he was in college. That's what probably should have been in the pros, but the lines kind of had a you know kind of a wealth of options there apparently. Uh, but uh, I think just his movement ability, his strength, he's great in the run game. You can one of the greatest sights, and I've said this before, but one of the greatest sights in football is Penesua pulling or out in space or on a screen, something of that sort. When he just in space controlled and blows up a DB or just moving. He's pulling, he nails a linebacker, just uh, double teams are fantastic. He also, he got some uh, pass, pass catches bonus too. So he, he's a pass catcher. He's my first pass catcher. <laughs> he had the great first down in the late, in the, uh, in the late game this year. And you can see his athleticism in that play. So 
I I got my bookend tackles for the next 15 years. Uh, I And I got the edge rushers to go against them. It's going to be a great battles in practice. Uh, I love Penny Sewell on the rookie deal. Just everything about him. I think he's going to just keep ascending. 22 years old. Yep. I, every time I look at it, I'm surprised again that we're going into year three and he's 22 years old. He's a baby. And again, he had to do a position switch in his rookie year. I mean, just yeah. all the different things, reasons that he shouldn't be as good as he's been over the last couple of years. And he's still been fantastic for them. Yeah, he's he's special. All these guys that we just talked about are, are very, 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 very good. Uh, so I, if I ended up with two of any of these guys, I would have been happy, even though one would might have bopped to the right side. Man. All right. So I had a guy that I was I was higher than I think most you guys would have been, but I don't think it fits with what I've done so far. And man, I'm torn between two guys. Okay. There aren't there's not a lot of pass rushing pop left. And Swooped I'm con- and I'm concerned about that. And so that is going to drive my decision here. I'm going to take Chris Jones. Okay. That's your boy. I love Chris Jones. <laughs> that's a good that's a good value at this point. It I think. is a good value. I, I think that Chris Jones is – he was my defense player of the year last year. I think he was as impactful on a down-to-down basis as any of the edge rushers that you want to talk about. He's 28 years old, so you're going to get 28, 29, and 30. The only real argument against him is that he, he's expensive, right? It's $28 million this year, and he's about to get a massive contract. That is going to be one of the highest paid defensive players in the league. But again, I just don't think there are that many like true impact front seven players left in this conversation. And there aren't any cheap ones, period. So there's no cheap ones left. So as part of this like overall exercise, if I wanted to leave with one of them, he's the one that I feel best about. By the way, Chris Jones, this after this year, will have made eighty seven million dollars. And he's going to get another huge deal. Mm-hmm. So there is a very real chance that when it's all said and done, he's like second to Aaron Donald in career earnings ever among interior defensive linemen. And he probably deserves to be based on oh, the yeah. way that he's played over the last few years. You know how much Sue has made? Oh, So, Sue's, so Sue is currently number one. How much do you think Adamic and Sue has made? I'll guess $150 million. $162 million. Oh. He that's came into the league so, in 2010. He was the second overall money. pick. That, that's right. <laughs> that, that's came, before the, the contracts. Were yes. Written. So yes. He, he was uh, was a rookie. He was the second overall pick in 2010 before the rookie yeah. race scale came in. Right before. So yeah. he was getting paid like quarterback money coming into the league. And then he got the deal with the Dolphins that piggybacked on that rookie deal where they had to pay him like an astronomical amount. So good that's for him, unreal. man. Real. Wow. That's so much money. I mean, yeah, both fantastic players. No, Chris Jones, though. Like, talk about closers. Talk, talk yeah. about no one. I mean, one of the best players cranking it up on third down or just in big moments. That's why I think a lot of people remember him in the playoffs is like because he steps up. Uh, dominant force gets his hands on balls. Great against the run. Can kick outside when they needed to. I don't really love it all the time, but he can do it. Uh, just again, he would not be we, kicking outside on my team. He, no, he'd be he playing be. inside full time on but my team. It's nice. To have the option, I guess, you know, like, uh, but I, I think it's, he's one of those players, we, this whole list that everybody we talked about so far is dominant forces, and he continues that trend. He is a dominant force in this league and just an amazing player. Independent of position. Okay. He was third in pressures last year, period, but in, in, at any position. I just think, okay, coming out of this, can I find like a focal point of my front four? Just a guy that you can build that position group out of. And I think that even though he's a defensive tackle, he absolutely 
applies there. Like just look just at what like the Chiefs, Chiefs are. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. so I think that's again, he was one of the only guys left with Garrett off the board. You maybe you can make an argument for TJ Watt, but I just think that what Chris Jones has been over the last few years, uh, it's hard to argue with that, and that's why he's my guy. Did you look at Max Crosby at all? Hey, well, well, whatever, Nate. Uh, maybe not. Maybe I wasn't looking at Max Crosby. Why don't you? <laughs> shut, why don't you just shut up? Just <laughs> <laughs> going around a little bit. So Chuck's up. Is this yeah. your last pick? This is or... my last pick, Ooh. and I got. I, I've been sitting here thinking about it, and I kind of came down to two guys: Quentin Williams, who I'm not mm. going to pick. I think. At this point, this would probably be a good spot for him. Um, he's about to get big paid. So that big that's another paid. point that I yeah. should have brought up. All of the young defensive tackles yes. who are like all pro level players are about to get paid. So yeah. there aren't any like Quinton Williams, Jeffrey Simmons, Dexter Lawrence, Dexter got Lawrence paid. all those yep. guys just got paid or about to get paid. So that's why it's like, all right, well, fuck it then. I'll just go with Chris yeah, Jones because he's the best one. Go with yeah. the ace. Yes. Yeah, go with the ace or the guys as opposed to the guys that might be an ace. Yes. Yeah. So that, that have... was just wanted to mention that. That was important yeah. to bring up. Because we have Jeff Simmons got paid, Deron Payne got paid, uh, yes. Dexter Lawrence got paid, and Quentin Williams. He's about to get paid by someone. Yeah, his, his contract expires after this year with the Jets, and I'm not sure that this is the guy they want to get into the the franchise tag game with. So, good luck, with Quentin, but he's not on this team. We're gonna get ex- <laughs> we're gonna get expensive here again, right? And I'm gonna sell this to ownership by saying we can sell tickets to nine on seven sessions, right? We got Tristan Wirfs. We got Nick Bosa. We got Aaron Donald. If we're going to stand a chance in practice, Tristan needs a running mate. So I'm going to go Chris Lindstrom. Highest, uh-huh. newest, newly, I love this. The newly highest you. paid guard in the NFL, right? And we are going you to have one tickets. homer pick. You got to have one homer pick. This is ridiculous. I'm so I glad you're doing this. this. Oh Five million dollars. Look, it's a lot of money for a guard. But I think he might be the best guard in the league. Um, oh. So... Look, we're gonna we're gonna put worse next to Lindstrom. We're not gonna hide what the hell we're doing on any given play. We're running right. All right. We are we are we are (laughs) high school style, baby. Yeah. Look, I don't know who this left guard is, but we're going to have Lindstrom and worse cave that all defensive line. We're pulling the left guard. Could you imagine those two next to each other? Every single play. I would pay. I'd pay for the nine on seven. I'd pay for those practice sessions. Here we go. Those You're two in like, first season pass. Those two double teams would be oh, just magic. I love that. I love that's not actually. I figured you get one homer pick in here, and that that one is just that's perfect. Hilarious. That's unhinged. I totally support it though. I do too. I totally. Well, yeah. You could go Kyle, so Kyle many other fun. directions. There's so many other players you could have taken. Oh, Lindstrom. that's amazing. Oh, oh, all right. Kyle this Pitt's is hard. A bit too rich at this point. I, I, <laughs> that is the thirteenth pick, by the way. So we're on yeah. fourteen now. Ugh. I actually thought you were going to go pits. So this is hard because I, I I really, 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 really want to take Devontae Adams here. But then the kind of realistic of what, how old he is, how expensive he is, kind of kind of pulls me back. But I went through just, the same thing. I mean, it's it's I'm, his third year cap it is forty four million dollars. It shocked me. I mean, when because I pulled they had to keep it so up. low, and then you're yeah. getting what thirty one, thirty two, thirty three seasons. Like, that's just that's, hard to do. He's because he uh, he came on late. He became Devontae Adams later because yes. that's how the Packers were and everything. So that's like one of those things I always forget. That's like, oh, yeah, you're already he's 31. It's like I always in my head. He's like 28, 29. I don't know. It's just one of those things. But I love him. I still think he's a top three receiver. I don't think that's shocking anybody. He's still even produced last year. He changes how defenses play against him. 
uh, played against the Raiders last year, and that's helped out Josh Jacobs. He should owe half of his money to him. Um, but Two it's, guys so, in their own stratosphere with that, by the way, right? So Dan Pizzuta him, tweeted out something I thought was really interesting today. Essentially, middle of the field, open, middle of the field, closed percentages for quarterbacks. And the two quarterbacks in the NFL who ho- faced the highest percentage of middle of the field open looks Kirk Cousins. are Kirk Cousins and <laughs> Kerr Carr last year. So just the, the receivers that are – and then Joe Burrow was right there. So the yeah. two receivers yeah. I drafted yeah. are – it's guys who change the way that you the have math. to play. Yep. Against them, and that's those three guys were that's, in a league of their own. That's the receiver version of it. Everyone thinks it's like double coverage. It's like that. That doesn't really happen truly, like what how people think. Sometimes, don't get me wrong, but it's clouding cover two to yep. their side is that is how they change them at that receiver. Chip help if you're a pass rusher, and then not ha- needing chip help if you're a tackle is the other way. So that I just wanted to like get that out there to it, just it, you make have sure to bring him up because I, I went through the amazing. exact same process. <laughs> I I. Almost want to go Ma- uh, 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 Max Crosby here. I already have two edge rushers. Crosby's fantastic. One of the best three-down guys going against a run in the pass. Not going him. Want to go TJ Watt, too. Want to mention him as well. Want to make sure I check all these boxes and all the other guys I looked at. Again, expensive. Bad on some injury stuff, but he's fantastic as well. I'm going Patrick Sertan. Uh, and, yeah, I just <sighs> had, had it was to. It was one uh, of the two guys I would have gone with. He, good. Okay. He deserves to get drafted. Uh, just him and Sauce, or I truly think in a league of their own now and will be for a near future. He is just amazing. Uh, against the run, gets the pass. Smart. I've already talked a little bit about him. Bigger. Perfect. He's ideal. He's prototype. Size, length, technique. He, he was coached by freaking Nick Saban in college and like, and also his dad. <laughs> so it's like, he was just been born and bred and trained to be what he is right now. He's the prototype at the corner position. I love sauce. Don't get me wrong, but I just think Sertan, just what he brings to the table, technique, playing man, playing zone. You can do anything with him. He could be a cover two corner, like Antoine Winfield and fill the run. Like he could just do it all. So I, I love Sertan uh, entering year three is, should he be a perennial all pro. turned 23. Yep. He just yep. turned 23. It's not fair. 6'2", 223 years old, can play man, can do whatever you want him to do. Whatever you want. Like, it, it just, and I, I mean, we don't do this coming out. Like, he ran better than anyone expected him yep. to. He's more explosive than you might that have thought. That was the big knock. Where yeah. Everyone's like, oh, it's long speed. And it's like, oh, no, he's a freak. <laughs> he's just <laughs> big. He's just big. Watch the game he had against Devontae Adams earlier this year. Just go watch them go toe to toe with each out. other. It just, that is, so few guys could even dream Correct. of playing him like that. And he can do it in his second year. It's crazy. Yep. yep. He was doing it like he, oh, man, the last second half of his rookie year, I was like, holy crap, you shouldn't be able to do that as a rookie. Because, well, Fangio was like, hey, you're in man coverage, go. <laughs> and then year two, what he did last year, it's he's an awesome player. So I'm, I'm happy to get him because he's literally like actually one of my favorite players to watch in the league. And usually I don't like watching corners. He makes it fun. Him and Sauce, I should talk about. He is one of the two guys I was going to take. So I actually really appreciate that you took yeah, him right? because it makes my decision easier. I'm going to take Max Crosby. Okay, good. So, glad. and the reason it's Max Crosby over some of the other, or TJ Watt, other potentially expensive edge guys, Max Crosby's contract is really good Very compared to some of those other guys. He's 13 million next year, 25, 27. So That's you're getting him for half of what the other guys are going for this year, and then he gets to normal market price. And he's only 25? He's going to be mm-hmm. 26. You get age 26, 27, 28. And I also think that his... Actual accounting stats are very good. I want to see him in like a real NFL defense where they have depth. He doesn't have to be the guy who plays every single snap. Like on a personal basis, I don't think we've seen how disruptive and impactful he can be because he's asked to do so much within that defense. So I'm putting him next to Chris Jones 
And I feel pretty good about oh, yeah. the help he's going to get for really the first time in his life. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, his, uh, he tied for the league last year in TFL and run stuffs, all positions. Defensive explosive uh, plays. He was right there uh, with anybody. Combined sacks and hits. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's, he's due to circumstance, but I can't think of many defensive linemen that are playing 90, 95%. Right. No, it's, crazy. It's, it's wild. It's His, wild. That's why I had him as an all. I think he was my second team all pro defensive end last so. year because it's the overall impact. Like, if yeah. you just measure the total impact he had over the course of the season, it's just higher than other guys because he had to play so much. Mm-hmm. And his per-snap, like, pass-rushing metrics aren't as – his efficiency isn't as good because of that. But, again, in totality, the amount of impact right. he had on the game was crazy. He shouldn't get knocked because he's on the field so much. Exactly. Like it's, a, it's, a, it's that balance of finding that. Exactly. So, yeah. So who, who, who else was on your short list, Chuck? Do you kind of sorry that I take your question? Let, no, <laughs> let's do that. I was going to do yeah. best of the rest. Who we guys? Who else did you guys write down? Whose name was on a document that you did not okay. pick? Oh, I didn't write anything down for any of this. And a boy, <laughs> I, I, I love it. <laughs> I love you so I much. I woke up like 15 minutes before uh, we started recording <laughs> and, and just started going. That's probably why I was a little sort of rough at the start. Uh, we talked about Quinn and Williams, it, and I think this is the fun part of the exercise where you start working through it and you're like, oh wow, there is a lot of good players in the NFL that don't play quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think even the guys that we didn't get to, like Quentin Williams, for, for example, he's about to see a, a huge market rate deal and, and he didn't even land in the top 15 of this. So uh, I, I think that this is a fun exercise because it, it really gives you an appreciation for the league as a whole. Just there's so many damn good players right now. And I feel like the talent level uh, is in such a high place that, you know, I can even make a homer pick of, Chris Lindstrom in the fifth round, and it, it kind of makes sense. You can work. <laughs> you can argue then, about how much it makes sense. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I have questions about how much sense it makes. But, but what you're saying, Chuck, though, is, it's so true. And I love and I Chris think, Lindstrom. Yeah, I think every year we've done this, we kind of say, it's like, man, you know, the league's in a good spot. There's a, there's a lot of really good young quarterbacks. And there's a lot of good, really young talent, guys in their mid-20s and stuff. Like, yes, Aaron Donald's getting old up there, Devontae Adams, these guys, but it's like there's other guys that can take – the mantle uh and maybe not to Aaron Donald's extent of being the best player probably ever at, at the defense positions um but I mean there's other guys but I didn't mention Laramie Tunsil who might be yeah. the best tackle in the league uh but you know so, that's just price so, so that, that's, that's it is <laughs> the GDP to, of a small country to his credit uh, he has earned that yes, he has earned yes, those contracts yes, he, rep- he got the agent bonus or agent fee too <laughs> um I mean other guys like I mean Kyle Pitts was one Brian Burns we never even mentioned yeah. uh, right. I mean Cooper Cup I mean I know but he's 30 he's fairly expensive but even guys that were maybe the quote-unquote non-premium positions are the best of their spot Minka Fitzpatrick Fred Warner um next year yeah Derwin James I mean there's even this kind of second tier younger guys like you know AJ Terrell he got hurt last year but he was a guy who was on this list last year AJ Terrell was on my short list of, yep. uh, he would have been like one of the next picks I would have made yeah another one that I I would have taken him because he was on my top 15 board but I had taken two receivers AJ Brown oh a- yeah a- AJ Brown is 25 okay AJ Brown makes eight and a half million against the cap this year 12 and a half million next year and 26 and a half the year after that. We're not going to talk about what happens in year four or five of that deal, but this is three years. years. So that those three years, it's not that much more expensive than what Jamar chase or Justin Jefferson are going to make, even though he's on his second contract already. My, uh, I don't know if I can call it a Homer pick, but the one my my version of a Chris Lindstrom pick would have, I would almost went with a Chris Olave with my last pick. Chris Olave was one was of my first guys off. He, he would have been the next receiver I picked as far as just because I want a, a cheap guy, and he it's would. So funny you say that. 
He's the exact same plan. Um, I mean, I I just want to spill some Chris Olave stats because no one has unsubscribed from him yet. Uh, So it's uh, (laughs) he he was fifth highest. This is a stat I talked about our show when we did the awards at the end of the year. Fifth highest yards per route run among all rookies of the past 10 years. The only ones above him are OBJ, AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase. Uh, Second highest in first downs per route run. But the other one, and this is the stat I, I kind of stumbled upon when I was bored a few weeks ago, was successful target per route run. Um, he was sixth in the entire NFL last year. I'm on Ross St. Brown, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Cooper Cup, CeeDee Lamb, Chris Olave. It's like, as a rookie in an yeah. offense that wasn't amazing <laughs> with Andy Dalton throwing the ball, he's he's a very, very good player. He would have been the first, one of the first guys. I, I mean, he was yeah. on my list. And if we had gotten past a certain number, I absolutely would have taken him. Uh, and if I hadn't taken two other receivers, Chris Olave was there. AJ Terrell was another one that was right there. Just a couple other guys that I think are probably worth mentioning. TJ Watt, expensive, right? Like yeah. just been banged up a little bit, but he, need to mention his name. A couple of younger, cheaper guys. Tariq Woolen. Yeah. Okay. Was on a dirt cheap deal over the next few years. Jalen Phillips is, is fairly interesting to me. I thought he was really good last year compared to what he was as a rookie. Mm-hmm. I, he looked a lot bigger, a lot stronger. He'll be 24 on Sunday. He's got two really cheap years. And again, there aren't that many super cheap young pass rushers. And even though he wins in a slightly different way, I wanted to mention his name in some capacity. A couple other guys that I had. CeeDee Lamb is kind of like the next tier of receivers who hasn't gotten paid yet. Yep. And that's really all that I had. It was like CD and Devontae Smith were kind of Devontae like, okay, Smith, I think, yeah, is also yeah. worth mentioning. Yes. And and the other Seahawks guy, young guy, rookie last year, and just keep eyes on him. It was Charles Cross, the left tackle yep, for the that's Seahawks. That's a good one. And then, keep, keep, an, keep an eye on him. Like he he could ascend this year. Same kind of deal, Christian Darisaw is one is yeah, one yeah, other guy yeah, I yeah. wanted to mention because again, young, cheap tackle, you know, I think that is worth throwing out there as well. Absolutely. Right. That's all we got. That's that was fun. Got. Good. Yeah. Hey, happy birthday, Chuck. Happy uh, wedding. Thanks. Hey, let me get a quick birthday present in here real quick. Uh, I just want to put all the fantasy writers who are slandering the good name of Kyle Pitts, you can put on notice, okay? Yes. I cannot believe you people, of all people, fantasy people are out on a 22-year-old who hit a 1,000 yards as a rookie tight end. Watch out. You don't yes. get to be on my bandwagon this year because I know who you are. You I'm don't get to off. say this after you took Chris Lindstrom over Kyle Pitts. <laughs> yes, he well, <it> does. <laughs> yes, I do. He's the best guard in the NFL. $105 million to back it up. Terry. <laughs> I, uh, I have a rant on a pod that's going to come out in a couple of weeks with, that we did with me and I. And I, have a, I have a similar Kyle Pitts rant. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad Chuck's getting that ball rolling yeah, on I'm it. I'm sure it'll be the last we hear of either uh, from you on that subject. I'm very oh, excited. You'll about never it. hear me talk about the Falcons' offense this year. I'll no, never bring no, it up again I, for the next eight months. If the Falcons' offense is good this year, you are going to be insufferable. I'm so, but I also, so obnoxious. I'm also going to be insufferable. Okay. Right. Guys, that's all we got. I uh, appreciate you guys. Um, Going to miss you over the next couple of weeks, even though you will be hearing me. Um, I will be in Greece uh, just eating my weight in good for you seafood and a bunch of other things. So uh, excited to take a little bit of a break, but also excited to get back to you guys. It was very important for us to keep the feed programmed while I was gone. So you will be hearing from me twice a week uh, from a different dimension, uh, and we're very happy about that. So thanks to Beller and... Unnecessary. Unnecessary. <laughs> Very necessary. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. All right. Amazing. Uh, 
appreciate you guys, Nate. I will see you in two short days, my friend. Yeah. Okay. See you soon. Very, very excited about that. And uh, thank you to everybody for listening. We'll talk to you soon. This was the Athletic Football Show.